for the all-time mark from 64. Matt Brader's kick is good! History is made! Yes, hello and welcome to episode 130 of the And The Kickers Good podcast. My name's Tom, I'm your host, and as usual I'm joined by Colin. Say hello, Colin. Hello. Uh, yep, no Brad this week. He has been thrust back into the woes of parenthood. I mean, the joys, the joys of parenthood. Um, so it's just left to Colm and I to talk you through the sort of bare bones of news from the week that's gone by and then take you through all of the, I'm going to call them signings, and we will probably refer to them as signings multiple times throughout the podcast. However, at the moment, they're just commitments to sign. Um, for At the moment, we are being legally tampered with, Colm. Yes, speaking of other things that we're going to say incorrectly, expect Tom to say on several occasions, the Oakland Raiders. Yes, <laughs> they haven't signed that many players, so maybe maybe I won't. Um, but it is almost inevitable that I will fuck up a football team at some point in this uh, in this whole adventure of ours. Um, we will get straight into it, um, because both of us are kind of on a time schedule. A time schedule? That's not a thing, is it, really? That's not a thing that people say. Um this is my favourite time of the year, really, this and, and kind of grinding tape for the draft season, so ignore or try to uh, put to the back of your mind my nerdy giddiness when I talk about other people's money and uh, and cap compliance, etc. Um, but we're going to go all the way back um, to the Houston Texans, a team that I feel like we've talked about far too much on this podcast in the last 12 months. Um, they, were, they have been docked a fifth round pick in the upcoming draft um, and fined a small amount of money. Um, for a salary cap violation. Now, Colm, I believe this was in reference to a workout bonus that Deshaun Watson um, earned or didn't earn or something that should have been on the cap for like 56 grand is a number that fits in my head. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, for, for, for not having 56k on the cap, they have lost a fifth round draft pick, which... If a team loses a fifth-round draft pick, it's not that much. If they trade it for a corner, he doesn't pan out. It's not much. But getting fined for 56k on the cap feels heavy. I think it was something ridiculous as well. Like, they paid for him to go work out at a private club or something. Um, it was one of those kind of weird... Like, it was like a, an in-kind benefit rather than an actual... They gave him 56 grand kind of deal. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. You know, Deshaun Watson and the Texans somehow still being dragged into uh, league repercussions. Um, incredible stuff. <laughs> this this many years on, just incredible yep. stuff. As I called it in the chat and on Twitter, this is uh, David Cully karma um, for for what they did to that man. What they how they massacred my boy. Um, we'll move on to some of the larger news um, this week that broke yesterday, um, and that's that Jalen Ramsey is no longer a Ram. He is now a Miami Dolphin, and they're just going to keep throwing money at cornerbacks and hoping for the best. Uh, he was traded for a third-round pick, and Hunter Long, a tight end with one career reception. Um, in return for, for this, or in part of this move, Jalen Ramsey has had the next two years of his contract fully guaranteed, um, and, and that was kind of the crux of this trade um reading between the lines this is why ramsey um kind of request i don't think he officially publicly ever like requested a trade but again when you look at the situation that the rams are probably in over the next couple of years guaranteeing two years of salary really didn't do them anything that there's no reason for them to do that so rather than cause a huge stink 
Um, you know, say thank you for your play. Thanks for the ring. We'll move you to another team that's obviously trying to contend, and you can not get more money, but you get guaranteed some money. Yeah, after the trade kit was announced, Ramsey tweeted out, "I prayed specifically for this for about a month, uh, and now it's finally happening," which indicates that yeah, he was very much the one. I think looking for the move, basically, or specifically, if he was going to move, he wanted to go to the Dolphins, which he now has. So good for him. Yeah, I I call bullshit on that. <laughs> you, you know me, but um, yeah, uh, he, he he was praying to get that money. It didn't matter where it came from, really, as well, long as it was it, a team that was going to be competitive and was going to pay him. Um, and the only teams that were going to pay him were ones that are trying to be competitive. Because why else do you trade for a twenty nine year old corner who isn't as good as he was two or three years ago? Still, a th- like you know, talent wise, he's worth more than a third. It's the contract, obviously. That's yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. As I say, just the reason he may want to go to the Dolphins, similar reason that um, Tyreek Hill chose the Dolphins over the Jets. He was quite honest and said, state taxes. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, they could, they could have been another team. Like, again, maybe like the Jets that were in the market for him. And then he was like, well, I'd rather go to the Dolphins because that's, I don't know, 10, 20 million more in his pocket over the course of the contract. Yeah, yeah possibly, probably. Um funnily enough as much as I am into financials etc um, state taxes is one thing I try to stay away from in terms of <laughs> the, the real ins and outs of it I'll leave that to somebody that actually gets paid to care um, speaking of getting paid as this entire podcast is going to be about um, Deron Payne the uh, defensive tackle in Washington he was due to play on the franchise tag instead he gets four years 90 million dollars um, this is a two year contract really it's um, it's not quite four for 90 it might be it might play out that way um, but this is just the the Washington commanders paying their best unit um, that or wide receiver, I guess. Um, but their defensive line has been standout for years now. Payne has had one really good year. That was obviously this year, but he's just come off of. Um, and it, it puts into question what they're going to do about their ends. Because their ends are Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Sweat's uh, a pending free agent in a year's time. Um, and uh, Chase Young is supposed to be, but he has that fifth-year option that they could pick up. And so that that becomes the new kind of buzzy thing to watch with this Washington Commanders team are they going to pick up the fifth year option on on Chase Young because that is now fully guaranteed at exercise um and and he hasn't earned that yet he hasn't earned 15 16 17 mil a year um but but on, back on to Payne obviously a great player um run stuffing pass rushing great interior pressure and as we're going to get on to today um interior pressure is kind of the name of the game this year Absolutely, I think um, I think particularly the edge market, you know, it uh, was what reset a year or two ago, wasn't it? So the like, I think the big, you know, the big names aren't necessarily there at edge, but I think interior there were it's probably a juicier position, uh, you know, this free agency, and that's why there's bigger money coming up for the for the interior guys. Yeah, I, I believe Payne gets them. It's like the highest average salary of a D tackle not named Donald. I think like there have been loads of caveats this year. Um, an inside linebacker we'll get onto later gets the most amount for an off-ball linebacker with a four-year contract. Was how Schefter reported it earlier, and it's like, all right, guys, like we, we you don't need these statements. It's fine. Yeah. Just say he earned a lot of money. Well, the other thing is like 
Roquan Smith got a five-year deal, right? Which is what yeah. it is. <laughs> it's just, yeah, <laughs> obvious agent speak is obvious. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on to today's news. Um, and just before uh, players started getting legally tampered with, Chris Lindstrom, the Falcons guard, re-signed with the Falcons. Um, he was due to play on his fifth-year option this year. He gets five years, $105 million, making him the, quote, highest-paid guard in football. Um, that is actually tacked on to his fifth-year option. So he is now around with the Falcons for six years, apparently, allegedly. We'll see how long he sticks around in, in reality. Um, but again, the Falcons are just a strange team because they are dotted with talent every, like all over the roster. And yet, I, I would say since Matt Ryan left town, but even including the last couple of years that Matt Ryan was there, they still haven't put it all together Um I guess you could blame coaching and, and, and head coaching before Matt Ryan left, but this is just one of those classic, keep your guy, um, p- perhaps overpay him a little bit to keep him out of free agency, um, and they still have Jake Matthews at left tackle, which will forever be the kind of, I guess, Jimmy Garoppolo of left tackles, where it's like, we should probably improve on this, but maybe he's good enough. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they're going to run the ball a fucking ton because Arthur Smith's the head coach. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think if you're going to... Particularly if you're going to start looking at a young uh, QB, getting your O-line fixed is kind of a key thing. We saw what happened with Joe Burrow behind a broken offensive line in his first year. Um, so you know if they are gonna start looking to start Ritter long term, or if they are gonna you know maybe dip back into the draft and try and get someone like Anthony Richards, um, get your O line fixed. Always a good shout. Uh, they have also acquired. Uh, sorry, my uh, Johnny scroll. Smith. Yeah, Johnny Smith tight end from the Patriots, who was part of that Patriots big free agency splash a couple of years ago. Um, they have acquired him for a seventh round pick this year Um, you know 10 cents on the dollar if that a much Um, Johnny Smith who previously worked with Arthur Smith in uh, Tennessee and now joins Kyle Pitts, Drake London um, and what should be at least a good if not great kind of set of weapons in the Falcons again like I feel like you could point to to each of the pass catches there and probably the running back and, and and kind of go they could be improved but as a whole they might make one of the most well-rounded kind of offensive skill position sets in the league they, they feel like they're just primed to be a weird team which gets like like they did this year like five six wins but also blows out like a contender and you're like well, I'm not surprised they'd be like a contender when you look at the team and then <laughs> they're just not good the rest of the time, right? Like, Yeah. But then again, that's been the Falcons again. What's that, the last five, ten, yeah, yeah. fifteen years? Like, what's, when does this stop, right? Um, yeah, difficult. Difficult to... I, I think the Falcons, again, like, we, we, talk, we sit here in March, you know, things are going to look very different in June, but... People are going to have them at four wins. People are going to have them at eleven wins. I think, like they they might have the biggest range of um, of outcomes from from predictions going into next season. No, that will remain the Jets. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, right then, 
Uh, that almost takes us to... Uh, we, we might as well get the elephant out of the room. Aaron Rodgers, as we sit here and record right now, is still a member of the Green Bay Packers. It was uh, teased earlier. Sorry, I, I, so that pause was because I've just seen some breaking quarterback news, which we will get to later. Um, yeah, Trey Wingo teased that it was about to happen, and then it didn't happen, and that was about an hour and a half ago, and it still hasn't happened. Um... There's a lot of kind of subtweeting going on from Rappaport and Schefter because Rogers is just playing this out for as long as he kind of wants to at this point. Um, but the thing that I've got noted in in the news is that uh, Aaron Rodgers at this point is now holding teams hostage. Both the Packers and the Jets cannot really make moves until they know what their cap's going to look like. And Aaron Rodgers at the end of last season in his like. I don't think it was his post-game press conference from the Lions game, but it was his like end-of-season press conference, said that he wouldn't hold teams hostage. Um, I mean, far be it from me to call Aaron Rodgers a liar, but at best, he's a narcissist, right? Yeah, he like he's a messy bitch that loves drama. That's what you can say about him, right? I think, you ask, <laughs> you ask his family, ask his ex-girlfriends, he loves a bit of drama. Um, yeah, shocking, shocking to say the least. Um, and now we will move on to uh, players that have not signed, but have as good as signed, unless they pull an Antonio Gibson from last year. Um, right, first on the docket is cornerback Jonathan Jones. This is basically in, in chronological order of, of when these all broke. I've just kept a running list of news that broke throughout the day, um, and and we will now walk through it step by step. So, cornerback Jonathan Jones is heading back to the Patriots, at two years, twenty mil. Um, there was talk he was going to leave. He ended up as one of their kind of key defensive pieces last year. Um, and uh, just unsurprising, the Patriots get a guy back. We talked last week about maybe they lose another corner, like back-to-back-to-back-to-back years, what it feels like. Um, but but nice of them to get a guy back, especially who spoke about wanting to return to the Patriots. Yeah, solid corner. Did well last year. Um, yeah, good to see how he builds on that. Uh, Austin Eckler wants a trade, in brackets, a new deal. Um, he has requested permission to speak with other teams from the Chargers um, after approaches around a new contract for Eckler broke down. Um, basically, good running backs now get two years guaranteed, and Eckler probably wants three years guaranteed. And that is that is what it breaks down to um, with running backs these days. Uh, Zeke, if you remember, got four years guaranteed. <laughs> That's why that deal is and was so bad. Um, and, and that kind of, that was the blueprint. Even Derek Henry only got two years guaranteed from memory. Um, that's why when he signed it, I was crowing about it, saying that's a great deal. Regardless of what the money was involved, if if you're a GM and you have a great running back and you, and you manage to get him to sign to two years guaranteed, it kind of doesn't matter what the money is because you can ride him like a horse at Cheltenham and then drop him off in two years and it doesn't fucking matter. TJ Edwards, the linebacker from the Eagles, uh, he assigned with the uh, cap-fluid Chicago Bears. Um, he was one of the trendy names out there after being a kind of mainstay for the Eagles. I don't think he missed like a snap on defense, wore the green dot, 
you know all those little trendy sound bites you hear Chris Collinsworth say on on Sunday Night Football. Um, he has signed a three-year deal for nineteen and a half million. Um, that is just a smidge more um, than what Roquan Smith got per year, basically, um, and so represents incredible uh, kind of value you expect for the Bears. It is worth noting that TJ Edwards was an undrafted rookie and only really became a starter in every down player for the Eagles last year. So this is a bit of a hit and hope move, but it still represents pretty good money on the cap. Yeah, you know what you've just reminded me of, which is the biggest story pre-today, probably actually of the week, which we forgot to cover. Go on. Well, the trade for the first overall pick. (laughs) The Carolina Panthers (laughs) traded from the ninth overall pick to the first overall pick, sending a second this year, which I believe was the 61st overall pick, um, and they won in a two from the future, along with DJ Moore. The reason I remember this is because when you talk about the cap fluidity of the uh, Bears, they actually needed to get DJ Moore on the books so that that they'd hit the league floor uh, (laughs) spending this year. Um... You know, uh, a lot of talk about, you know, Moore is an excellent fit for Fields. Uh, he's, what, 26 years old. I think he's had five 1,000-yard seasons. And finally has stable quarterback play, which he has not had for the last five years of his existence as a I, Carolina I, I would hesitate to call, what, nine starts from Justin Fields stable quarterback play. But I understand <laughs> what you're trying to say yeah. compared to what he's come from. Yes, so that was kind of the big story, which uh, I think just because we discussed it somewhere else, didn't put it in the news chat, so it was not in Tom's mind uh, when we started. It it wasn't, but also, yes, it is big news, but it's not big news for this week, is it? Like, it's It's obviously... It was done this week. Yes, yeah, 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 but but, like, there's there's not that much to talk about yet. They're obviously going up for a quarterback. The Bears now at nine have a bunch of, of kind of flexibility with where they go, especially with the signings yeah. that they've made today. Um, and, and so it's something that we will talk about more as as times goes by and as we start to watch QB tape over the next couple of weeks and discuss who our QB ones are. Anyway, thanks for reminding me because that would have been pretty dumb if we hadn't have mentioned it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, TJ Edwards on the Bears. Anything you want to add? No, shall we move on to someone else who is being explored for a trade? Uh, yeah, go ahead. That is Shaq Mason, guard for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, there is uh, reports that they are looking to try and trade him. Basically, means they'll probably cut him if they don't, uh, uh, you know, get someone that wants to offer them twenty cents on the dollar. He's a very good guard. Um, coming off an injury. Or have I made that? Was that last year? Coming up, coming up. I think injury? it was last year. I think he came off. Yeah, the injury. that's it. Um, obviously, you know, it is a rebuild now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, reports out there that they're going to look at a guy like Baker Mayfield to compete with Carl Trask, which shows the situation <laughs> they're in um, as a franchise. I think if you're doing that, you just got to move every aging asset, right? Like you got to move Mike. You got to look to try and trade Mike Evans trade you know those, some of those defensive pieces but that are not on rookie contracts just start from scratch and go again really if you're going to move on guys like this yeah i wonder if there's a chance that someone like evans or godwin is more likely to get moved during the draft 
um if if the wide receiver class is generally perceived or as weak as it's generally perceived to be and the top you know five or six names go earlier than anticipated and so suddenly you've got one of the um sort of like not necessarily the contenders but the chasing pack that suddenly realize that they're you know they, they need a wide receiver to add Someone, let's say like the Vikings, who I don't think could for cap purposes, but that type of team, right, who are trying to get into that kind of top four, top five in in their conference and need to add pass options. Like that's how I could see that going, but I still think they want to keep some talent or else you can't even really evaluate EQB if you've got nothing there, right? Um, Shaq Mason, trading him would save nine million on the cap. He is entering his age 30 season. So can you get three years out of him? Come, You know, as you say, two years or... I guess one and a half years removed from the injury. There's going to be a team that takes a punt on him. It's just, what are they going to give up to do it, I guess. Mm. Uh, Next up, we have the release of Calais Campbell. Uh, That saves $7 million. I'm trying to remember what team he was on. I want to say the Ravens. Ravens. I was going to say, I thought it was the Ravens, but that could have been like three years ago. (laughs) I mean, it was three years ago, and also this year, and the year in between. Um, He is 37 yeah. Um, there is talk he might be brought back on a, on a lower cap hit um, because the Ravens are really up against it at the moment because they're just 32 mil flat on Lamar Jackson and some more money elsewhere um, every single team should be ringing up Calais Campbell if if you're a bad team and you've got you know young defensive linemen that you want to train up he's great for that um, obvi- I think he won more Peyton Man of the Year award a couple of years ago um, if if you're a if you're a cap strap team, he's obviously not going to cost a lot, but he's going to come in, be a great locker room guy, and play very well. Like he he is the ultimate quality depth veteran to add. I, I cannot imagine why you wouldn't add him. I, I guess if you're a four three team, the question is, can he still come off the edge? And the answer would probably be not. So maybe if if you're really after that pass rusher as a four three team, he might not be the answer. But I. Who, well, who, in, who wouldn't want Calais Campbell, yeah. right? Interior specialists on, like, third downs. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You know. Like, it, it, you know, you would make a space for a guy, guy like Calais Campbell. Obviously, 37 years old, the only thing he's not doing is playing special teams. Yeah. Speaking of not playing special teams, and probably <laughs> around the age of 37 years old, um, <laughs> yeah. Jason Kelsey has announced that he is not retiring. He's going to come back for at least one more year. Uh, video released of him telling Harry Roseman this and him getting very excited. Uh, a surprise. I think we probably assumed that we had seen the last of him. Uh, I'm guessing maybe his brother's jokes at the SNL show um, encouraged him to come back for one more year and give it another try. Yeah, this means that the Eagles will have to restructure or redo or renegotiate his contract. Um, but a massive, massive part of their offensive line comes back. Obviously huge um, for the like the, 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 the continued growth of Jalen Hurts, especially as they look set to lose a couple of offensive linemen um, to free agency this year. Mm. Uh, so then we get into the uh, legal tampering stuff from today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first one up, a, a bigish deal, I'd say. Um, Ravens guard Ben Powers, great name for a guard, love it. Uh, has gone to the Broncos on a four-year, fifty-two million dollar deal. Uh, clearly, Sean Payton has looked at the issues with the Broncos last year and said the offensive line was a major part of that. 
Uh, hence why he's now traded up to discard. Yeah, Who is part the of. Sorry, go sorry. Ahead. I was just going to say part of the downfall of the Saints over the last sort of three or four years has been how their offensive line has slowly been depleted from a great um, position of of strength when they had like. Jari Evans and Bugs and the left tackle like Teron Armstead like they had an incredible offensive line there for the time that Peyton and yeah. um, Breeze were there and it's slowly fallen off and and he's just like right cool I've got Wilson I've, I'm a head coach again let's just chuck all the money at the offensive line see if we can get that back up um, ben Powers for what it's worth was on the roster bubble with the Ravens last year so played his way into this deal um, and also just when it comes to these contracts obviously we are giving total contract value and the years um, that are kind of pointless information um, but at the moment in it, like for the ease of time and the fact that actually most of the details in terms of uh, structure and guaranteed money at signing aren't out yet there's there's no point in us going through some of that for some players and some of it and none of it for others if there are particularly big deals we might get to that next week or later this week you were going yeah. to say something Cole. I was going to ask there's a guard for the Broncos that's a free agent this year I'm trying to remember who it is oh um, he was a tackle previously um, I'm going to look it up sure while you do that I will fill slowly with a bit of time and just say, uh, probably one of the biggest deals for a kick returner of all time. Uh, Kiesel Nixon, the Packers kick returner. Dalton Reisner. Dalton Reisner, thank you. <laughs> uh, yes, so presumably he might not be coming back. He's probably back. not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I look, we looked him up to say he's probably not coming back. But yes, yeah. kick returner. Uh, yes, uh, that was the second deal of the illegal tampering period. Uh, but it was a return, so it didn't have to happen during the uh, tampering period. Uh, Kiesel Nixon uh, has returned on a one-year six million dollar deal. He had a very a couple of really splashy uh, kick returns for touchdowns this year. Not surprised that they wanted him back. Slightly surprised that they're paying six million dollars to a kick return specialist. Yeah, well, they're going to have to do something to kind of flip the field and that because this roster's about to get gutted from top to bottom. And really, we don't know what Jordan Love is. So mm. yeah, <laughs> Kiesel Nixon back to the Packers. Uh, next up, David Onyemata, uh, the Falcons, three-year, $35 million deal. I will hand over to Tom because he is picking up his jaw off the floor, but I said his name correctly. I actually am. Um, how many minutes did you spend <laughs> trying to practice that this afternoon? Um, 27. Saints, <laughs> the Saints uh, lose a couple of defensive linemen to uh, interdivision teams, and this is the first of them. Onyemata played well in his career like I think he's a really important piece of a defensive line but the Saints defensive line was not as good as it has been in the past um, in, in 2022 and rather than try and uh, band-aid it and, and kind of flex the salary cap to all they could they just decided to let a lot of guys walk um, and, and that was going to be how they got through this period um, of, of salary cap I won't call it hell, but um, it's certain, certainly kind of. It was. It was the temperature was warming up on the Saints' salary cap for for this off season. Um, he will do well with the Falcons. He gets to line up alongside Grady Jarrett um, as like kind of the, the the big two in the middle of the Falcons' defense. And now, just about can they add a bit of edge pressure to go along with that? 
because um, the back end for the Falcons does look pretty good. That's what we'll get on to in a bit. Sure. <laughs> uh, next up, Jared Stidham um, is the choice to back up Russell Wilson in Denver. Some people say Sean Payton here is trying to find his sort of you know reserve guy if he has to start benching Wilson. That ain't what Jared Stidham is. Jared Stidham is a <laughs> a serviceable half a game, game game and a half uh, fill in for uh, your injured starter. Right, that's all he is at this point. Well, he has started two games in his career. Really, it Jared felt like more. It felt like oh, he's, more. I think he's played in nine or something, yeah. but he has only started two. So, and one of them was the overtime loss to the Niners last year. Um, which is like the most damning with faint praise thing you can really say. Yeah, yeah, had like um, a 300 yard game, didn't he? Sorry? It was like you had like 300 yards or something stupid. Oh, uh, yeah, three touchdowns, two picks. Um, uh, yeah, but five mil a year for a backup QB is is great money. Um, that, you know, that's a similar contract to what Mitch Trubisky signed last yeah. year. So, like, y- you take a guy who has taken NFL snaps, understands the NFL concepts, um, and has been with the Patriots before. Like, it's hard to go too in depth on a backup QB signing. This could have been a lot worse. There were a lot of people that thought he could have been the Raiders. Oh my god, I actually did it. No, no, wait. I think it's called the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> we're okay. I got two in my head. Um, there were a lot of people that thought he could be the Raiders' Week One starter um, if over a rookie. Um, so, a fine signing. Sure. Uh, and Tom, there judging the deal based on its uh, average yearly value. Exactly. Um, next That's definitely on. what I did. Uh, Hargraves, Javon Hargraves, has gone to the 49ers on a four-year, $84 million deal. Did not see this coming, particularly as the 49ers <laughs> have effective cap room at the moment of slightly under $2 million. So they've got a couple of days to make this fit under the current cap. I am fascinated to see how they do this. Yeah, um... This is going to be one of those small signing bonus, massive roster bonus in the second year type things, right? Um, because <laughs> I his base salary will be vet min, I assume. So that's like 1.2. It's a four-year deal. If he gets a $20 million signing bonus, that means his cap for this year will be 6.2 mil. And even getting that into your current cap space with the roster as I've looked at it, feels like it would be a challenge <laughs> so i can't imagine it's going to be much more than that um and then yeah hu- huge roster bonus in the, in the second year that will probably get restructured and treated like a second signing bonus it's how i would assume it's going to go might be wrong um but that's how a lot of teams are doing it now especially with the expected what is it 246 million dollar cap in 2024 um great player um has only grown from his last couple of years in the Steelers when I thought he was a phenomenal defensive tackle that was obviously going to get paid Eagles got a great deal on him um almost won a Super Bowl with him and now he goes to the Niners who just I mean do not challenge John Lynch to put more money in his defensive line because he'll do it god damn it um uh, can't wait for them to spend their earliest pick on a defensive lineman this year as well um uh, and- hang on hang on they have, you know, like two other running back slots they can still fill. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You got to pick in like the low nineties this year. Uh, no, first pick I think is at one hundred and one. Oh, rubbish. Well, you'll trade up for a running back then. Yeah, yeah. Mark it now. Uh, where are we? Nine thirty-two on the thirteenth of March. 
<laughs> the 49ers will trade up for a running back in the third round. Yeah, um, yeah like pay, all paint by numbers stuff, right? But you add an incredible pass rusher and run stopping defensive tackle to a line that contains a Bosa, and good things will happen. Um, as soon as you like look at what the Niners defense did, pretty much to basically anybody. Um, last season on that defense when they had a quarterback playing on their own team um, it was just lights out so as long as it stays even moderately healthy this defense is going to be fucking frightening next year yeah um, obviously it was a huge wrecker in the uh, NFC championship game as well so um, yeah great signing for the 49ers fascinated to see how it fits in one of the ways they're going to try and make that cap space is by not re-signing their right tackle, Mike McGlinchey, who has gone to the reformed line of the Denver Broncos on a five-year, $87.5 million deal. A How do I want to describe Mike McGlinchey, having watched him for like five, six years now? An above-average right tackle who will massively let you down in certain spots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people people are really like losing their minds when he signed this contract. And I'm like, eh, like 17, 18 mil for a right tackle. That, that feels like where we are at this point. He was one of the premier names at the position on free agency. Um, I, I can't talk about what's available in the draft, but you've seen what tackles cost when you have to trade for them. Um like th- this feels about right I'll have to see the structure I'll have to see the guaranteed money but you know as we've discussed Peyton's going to put a massive um, kind of premium on his offensive line means they can run the ball etc et like th- this didn't seem that outlandish from a positional money standpoint whether McGlinchey is worth it we will see but like your starting right tackle is kind of as important as your left left tackle now, and your starting left tackle is going to cost you twenty two, twenty four mil a year. So, like, it's not it's not that bad. Yeah, and I think if you could, you know, he is also, you know, he has spots in the passing game, but he has a tremendous run blocker, right? So I think if you can line, you know, Miners, Powers, and McGlinchey up on the same side, then you just need to run to the right. <laughs> 40 times a game and you'll do pretty well yeah um, Cam Sutton the corner has signed with the Lions he leaves the Steelers uh, takes three years 33 million um, I was questioning why the Steelers wouldn't have paid this he came up from a fifth round draft pick I think um, and, and worked his way in um, played dime then played nickel then ended up starting outside for him last year um, played like really well and I mean when really well I mean in context of a Pittsburgh Steelers cornerback um, and then it was kind of pointed out that they're probably guaranteeing two years of his three years of salary and the Steelers just don't do that unless you're a quarterback or TJ Watt so that that's where that fell down um, the, the Lions gave him a 10 million dollar signing bonus and they added two years to his three-year contract because apparently <laughs> apparently giving them 3.3 mil a year of signing bonus is just too much over those three yeah. years um very very odd move that one but i guess the way they see it is four mil of dead cap if his contract expires and they don't re-sign him isn't that bad and if they look to re-sign him in the future then the extra four mil that will hit the cap isn't you know isn't the end of the world so i just an odd one to, to to use your two voyages not that you have a limited amount of voyages you can give out but of all the structure that i saw for all the contracts today i was like 
that's that one's weird. Yeah. <laughs> that one's, you know, normally you see Voyagers on massive deals, not three years thirty-three mil. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shy Tuttle has gone from the Saints to the Panthers. Another in division move. Um, he signed a slightly uh, kind of smaller deal than David Onyemata, three years, nineteen and a half mil. Uh, there is some question as to whether or where he'll play for the Panthers. They have kind of said that he'll play nose, but they're going to run a 3-4 a lot of the time. Um, and they kind of expect him to play end as well. So kind of one of those maneuverable depth pieces. Doesn't have a ton of sacks in his career. I'll be honest, didn't really know that much about him um, before he signed with the Panthers. But obviously they've, they've seen something to give him over six mil a year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a fake person, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> I've not... I think you've... That's like a chat GTP, like, fake name generator type stuff. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, one of the bigger stories and kind of bigger questions, landing spots, etc., was solved when Jimmy Garoppolo signed with the Raiders. Um, he assigned three years, $67.5 million. Um, I believe that's the base level with a bunch of incentives uh, that are available on top. Um, but the the kind of constant conversation in uh, the, the back end of the season and, and leading up to now was like, if the Raiders let go of Carr, who do they go and get? And when it became pretty clear that Garoppolo was going to be one of the guys mentioned, the, the obvious retort was, well, why don't you just keep Carr? And now we see why, because there's going to be a solid kind of 25 mil disparity between Jimmy G's cap hit over the next two years and Derek Carr's cap hit over the next two years um, and we know what Garoppolo is he's a great teammate if they do go and somehow get a quarterback in the next couple of years we know Jimmy G's not really going to kick up a fuss he's going to be the guy that helps his teammates to grow and if he it does get supplanted he's going to be ready to go um, and probably get injured in the middle of a game yeah I'm surprised by how uh, cheap that contract is. Yeah. Um, it feels like sixty-seven and a half cents on the dollar to me. You know, um, j- just that standard quarterback contract. Now, I mean, what did what's car sign? Is it like four hundred and sixty? No, 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 no. It wasn't that much. I will check, but I get. I think it was like thirty-two a year. Yeah. So, you know, it's potentially. I mean, he's looking at nearly like ten million dollar a year, like left on the table there. Whether it's a case of you know hey, thirty-seven and a half, sorry for Derek Carr. So maybe about fifteen a year that he's left on the table. Um, you know, if it, it might well be a case that he said, you know, I know Josh McDaniels, I know his system, I'm willing to take a a hometown discount, quote unquote, be with him. Maybe there's some sort of assurances about, you know, uh starting time or they won't draft a guy this year or you know that kind of stuff it's going to yeah. be his show um fascinating to see one of the interesting uh tidbits since then is uh <laughs> a very cryptic instagram post by Devonte adams uh saying and i want to quote him exactly here um <laughs> uh, if we haven't talked in the last three weeks don't hit me about this shit uh thanks so not sure if he's happy or sad or people are trying to uh, guess at his reaction to the Jimmy Garoppolo signing. It doesn't seem super positive, right? No. 
just on Derek Carr contract, um, the reason I had 32 in my head is his final year is 50 mil base salary. Um, and if you discount his final year, which you won't be seeing at that number, uh, it comes out at three years, 100 mil. So sure. 33.3. So that, that's that's why that was in that was in my head for some reason. Um, 37 and a half, not the true average salary, even if it is what it's signed for. Um, Devontae Adams is not going anywhere unless he retires. And I cannot see him retiring and having to pay back all of the money that he's... Um, uh, well, not all of it, but the majority of the money that he's been paid as part of this deal. Um, yeah, like trading him is simply not feasible. Um, he would cost them an additional 16 and a half mil to be traded. Um, if he was traded after June 1st, he would clear uh, six and a half mil, but then cost them 24 mil next year in dead cap. So like when I say he's not going anywhere, he is so blatantly not going anywhere. Um, yeah, he, he would have to kick up. He would have to do something that makes Antonio Brown look at him and go, dude, you need to shut the fuck up. Like, that's what Devontae Adams would need to do to get out of. I almost said Oakland, but it's Vegas. That's where the Raiders play football. Um, right, the next signing to talk about is the Conor McGovern signing. Um, the guard has gone to the Bills for three years, 23 mil. I didn't really realise the Bills needed a guard and then I thought back to the game in the playoffs where they got blown off both sides of the ball and I was like, ah, that makes sense. Um, I guess they're just going to try and do everything to fix their running game. You know, watch them sign like a really good in-line blocking tight end as well um, as well as signing some other running back off the street, David Montgomery maybe, who knows. Um, Solid guard, not spectacular. Um, Obviously we've just seen the money um, that the Falcons gave their guard. Uh, Lindstrom ended up with you know 20 mil a year and McGovern's getting what's that 8 mil a year so <laughs> that, that like, levels to this game right yeah um, I don't have much to say about him to be honest <laughs> good. Uh, more backup QB money probably if two is uh, you know gets healthy and stays healthy Mike White has gone from the Jets to the Dolphins two years 16 mil um, impressed in kind of spot starts in relief last year and then uh, kind of wilted down the stretch and then got severely injured and we did that whole will Mike White play with like two healthy ribs no no he won't that was a that was a good like 48 hour storyline that we had in the middle of last season um, makes sense for them to sign a backup after uh, I was gonna say Tua, but it's Teddy Bridgewater is now a free agent um, and so the uh, the kind of thought tank behind the Miami passing game goes and gets their own guy in Mike White. Yeah, I believe uh, the Dolphins announced this week as well that they were going to pick up Tua's fifth-year option. So, uh, yeah, sensible backup. Decent money for him as well. Andrew Wiley goes to the Commanders from the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> if if top-tier right tackle money is like 18 a year, well, then that kind of makes Andrew Wiley's money sort of third-tier. He gets three years, 24 mil, so that's about 8 mil a year. Um, he did not do well last year at all, apart from in the Super Bowl, where the field was so bad that nobody could run on it, and uh, suddenly he did, gave up a lot fewer pressures that game. Um, this is by no means a, a kind of big fix to the commanders, more just throwing money at a free agent and hoping for the best, to be honest. Sure. Next up, uh, the Texans, have they found this starting QB in Case Keenum <laughs> on a two-year $6.25 million deal? 
case obviously not long term might be the case that I didn't mean to make a pun there might be the situation where he is the starter to start the season but you know whoever they take at number two the Texans um, say CJ Stroud usurps him part way through the season entirely plausible I think you can probably suck Case Keenum in a pinch but yeah uh, this is a <laughs> this is a short term cheap backup deal Oh, yeah. If if either Keenum or Mill starts week one, things have gone terribly for whichever QB they select at second overall. Um, uh, you do not sign Case Keenum hoping that he starts for your franchise at any point. Um, and, I mean, a lot of Houston Texans guys, like really well-respected beat guys and ex-beat guys, said that this basically spells the end of Davis Mills in Houston. And I'm like, no. Like, he's on a fucking cheap nothing deal he knows like you know what you're getting in with mills and it ain't great but it's fine i don't think anything's come out about him being like a bad teammate like he's cheap as anything like like you need three ro- three qbs like just keep him right <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't I, I i am possibly the most anti davis mills guy out there and have been for basically his entire career but He's your QB3. You just fucking keep him. Uh, next one was a sort of storyline uh, that ended... It began and ended quite swiftly. Um, Laramie Tunsil had kind of been rumoured and linked with a trade to the Chiefs. Um, obviously, he would have been their left tackle after Orlando Brown went. I'm going to skip a little bit now um, because they have actually signed a left tackle. Uh, they signed Jawan Taylor to a four-year, $80 million deal. They follow the Orlando Brown Jr. kind of mould by going out and signing a right tackle and expecting him to flip. Um, Jawan Taylor had played basically all four of the year four of his years like all the snaps at right tackle the stat i saw was he's played seven snaps at left tackle in his career um, at least in the pros so it is a a speculative shot but at this point if there's any front office that really deserves the benefit of the doubt when it comes to this type of move it's probably the chiefs because at worst you know that mahomes is going to make it look at least average yeah um, a lot of money there for Juwan Taylor. Uh, it's a, I think we're seeing the premier tackles, quote unquote, go pretty early and pretty high money this uh, free agency, right? Yeah, I mean, tw- twenty mil for a left tackle for starting left tackle is is not quite peanuts, but an extremely good deal. Um, and especially when you look at structures of it, it's not going to be twenty mil for the first two years. I wouldn't expect. Um, you know, it'll probably be somewhere around the twelve million dollar mark this month. Like I'm, I'm uh, this year, I'm just punting completely, and then maybe close to eighteen mil next year, and then it probably gets pretty colossal after that. Um, but by that point, they'll know what they have, and they'll know if they can move on. So, uh, again, I I trust the brain tree um, and, and the powers that be in Kansas to get this kind of stuff right because you know you only need to get an average tackle in there, and Patrick Mahomes is going to make him look great. Sure. Uh, Chase Winovich has gone to the Texans on a one-year, $1.75 million deal. Fairly Next. cheap. Yep. <laughs> Special uh, teamer. Ryan Kelly is apparently available for trade. That's the uh, Colts center. Yep. See what happens there. Bengals uh, keep 
linebacker Jermaine Pratt on a three-year $21 million deal. Um, Bengals had to make a couple of decisions about their defense. Uh, this was one of them. Um, it's kind of pointed the way to a couple of other players leaving, um, but they get to keep him paired up with Logan Wilson, a pretty important part of their defense. Josh Oliver, uh, the tight end, has signed a three-year $21 million deal with the Vikings. Slightly surprising considering that he will be... That's decent money for a tight end too, right? Because uh, they've already got their tight end one. Yeah, um, yeah. Inline blockers matter, um, yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna see this happen more and more. I think with those teams that really, really want to run the ball, is that they are gonna pay their tight ends quite a lot because if they can block and they can catch, then the things that you can do schematically, it doesn't really matter if they can't run that much because you just you can leak guys out, you can fake the ball enough to where they will just find themselves open because of the scheme. Yep. Uh, next up uh, is Von Bell to the Panthers. Uh, we don't have money on this one yet, do we? That's correct. It's the only one um, that we had information on prior to recording that we didn't have any details on yet. Um, but this is one of the guys that had to leave the Bengals because they decided to sign other guys. Um, solid safety, left the Saints, went to the Bengals, well, still a solid safety. Um, now, again, finds himself in the NFC South. The Panthers are just kind of building <laughs> like an ex-Saints defense. Um, there are a lot of worse teams you could build an ex-team defense of. Um, but, yeah, like a, a nice, solid... The the general rule is if the details of a contract don't come out quickly it's generally not good for the player or the agent um so considering other subsequent safety deals that have been signed um this is probably a middle of the road contract i would imagine but adds to a pretty significant defensive backfield that they have would you like me to tackle this next name column uh i'm gonna say it's ethan pocket it's not, it's Posic. Ah. Tell me about Ethan Posic. <laughs> well, he's the centre for the Browns. Um, played really well last year. He's gone back there for three years, $18 million. Um, 16 mil, 16 mil, 6 mil a year for an NFL centre. That is a great deal. Um, they have to kind of cut corners to an extent. Um, although they have. And I almost forgot to bring this up. I'm going to tee off on the Browns for a little bit. Um, so strap yourselves in. Um, today, yesterday. Can't remember the day it happened. I believe it was today. Um, that the, the news broke that the Browns have fully restructured... Deshaun Watson's uh, 2023 salary cap. Um, so they have lowered his, I believe it was $46 million base salary down to one point peanuts. You know, whatever the vet minimum is for a guy that's vested for that many years. Um, and nothing wrong with that on the face of it. It's a huge restructure. Um, probably one of the largest in NFL history. But happens all the time. There's always money in the banana stand. Nothing out of the ordinary. The problem becomes, because his entire contract is fully guaranteed, as we have talked about a lot, it means that one of the ways to get out of a largely restructured contract is when he gets into the sort of final two years of that contract, rip it up to an extent, and start a new one. And at that point, you have to account for all of the bonus, the guaranteed bonus money that you have paid out in restructures and signing bonuses in that first year of cap. Problem is with Deshaun Watson, 
that you can't do that. His salary cap hit for next year, and I do want to check this, but I believe it's um, $63 million, um for, for, for 2024. Um, and every year... Um, kind of subsequent after that. So yeah, 63.96 million for 2024, 2025, and 2026. Then they've added a void year in 2027 um, so they can get the full five-year restructure out of this. Um, that means that next year, he is carrying a almost $64 million cap hit, which would be the largest cap hit in NFL history. Um, again, no big deal. You can restructure that. However, if they fully restructure that down to the quote-unquote minimum, um, they will have... I'm just trying to look at it. They'll have to restructure... Like, they'll take the same amount off that they did this year. So they'll take, they'll take about $37 million off the cap. So it'll be $26 mil of a cap hit in 2024. But then that $37 mil goes on to the subsequent four years. And then you're in a territory where they, like you can only restructure 46 mil of it each year because that's his base salary. So you're just chucking more and more and more onto this um, restructure bonus. And okay, I get it. The cap is going to $246 million next year. And the year after, it could go up to $270 million. But the problem is that his like there are no outs in this contract because they're adding voyages onto it. Eventually... If it comes to the last year and they've added five lots of $8.9 million of restructures into this, they're going to be at like a $43 million um, cap hit before they even talk about a new contract on top of that. Because you have to, as I've said, include all of the bonus money that's been paid out in that first year. Now... What this is, is Andrew Berry going, fuck me, my seat is pretty fucking warm right now. I need to win immediately. And just going hell for leather and and going, look, if we don't win this year, I'm out of a job. So we have to take it all the way down and next year be damned and the year after be damned. Um, and, and that will not work. The Chiefs last year were not supposed to win the Super Bowl. If you talk to anyone on that Chiefs like financial staff, candidly, no cameras, no microphones, etc., like they would have said last year was not the year they were quote unquote going for it. If they were going for it, they'd have restructured Patrick Mahomes' roster bonus and cleared like 36 mil off the cap. They did not do that because they understand that you cannot restructure a quarterback's deal every single year for the exact reason I've just laid out with Deshaun Watson. What I expect them to do. Um, and, and I'm surprised they haven't done it yet, is restructure Mahomes' roster bonus this year and just do a one-year-on, one-year-off. So the, the 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 bonus money will build up, but not to anything like the extent that, that Deshaun Watson's doing. A, because Deshaun Watson is cutting off 45 mil of, of base salary and turning into signing bonus, whereas Mahomes is like 30-ish in roster bonuses, but also because it's every other year, so you're sort of halving the impact. Um, this does not end well, which is great for those of us that hate the Browns and very much dislike Deshaun Watson, um, because I can't see them winning a Super Bowl this year, and if they don't do it this year, then it is it really is like all on next year or bust because he will have a cap hit of 71 million dollars in 2025 if they fully restructure next year 
and yes they can they can drop that down again but as i as i've said like you you keep doing that and you keep adding voyages then like they are fucked they they will they will have 80 mil of dead cap at some point it is it is going to be ludicrous to watch this and i'm just going to sit back and laugh um, because I am, I am astonished they did a full restructure this year. I thought they would restructure some of it, twenty, thirty mil, maybe not the full forty-five and a you know forty-five point eight four or whatever it is. Just ludicrous. Anyway, uh, Nate Davis, uh, the guard, has gone to the Bears on a three-year, thirty million dollar deal. Yep, Bears keep spending money. They had all of it. They needed an offensive line. Um, Tevin Jenkins is going to be moved again, probably. He was a tackle in his rookie year, played right guard last year. That's where Nate Davis played basically all of last year. So, um, yeah, Tevin Jenkins, the <laughs> the movable chess piece that, God damn it, please just give him a fucking position, um, continues to kind of be moved around the offensive line, probably. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds uh, got a four-year, $72 million deal, also with the Chicago Bears. Yeah, big deal is big. Um, a lot of Bears fans are crowing that they got TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edwards in for less than Roquan Smith cost. Um, true, but also, like, let, let's wait and see how it shakes out on the cap rather than just looking at average yearly figures. Um, this Tremaine Edmonds deal is... A to quote Rappaport, so to quote Tremaine Edmonds' agent, probably, um, heavily front-loaded. It's like 50 mil over the first two years, which obviously lines up with Justin Fields' two remaining rookie years on his contract. So some clever GMing. Um, you know, it's fairly obvious. You want to pay people money while you're not paying your quarterback. But, like, that that's why this is so big, because this was huge, like $18.5 million dollar. Um, deal for an off-ball linebacker even as good as Tremaine Edmonds is like you let Roquan Smith go for a second round pick and then go out and spend a bunch of money on off-ball linebackers Um, Bears still need edge threats though it's all well and good having off-ball linebackers but there are a lot of teams that had good off-ball linebackers and their defenses were average to poor last year because they just couldn't get any pressure up front yeah this is the most money ever given to a off-ball linebacker on a four-year deal uh, next up, another departing uh, since the uh, safety. Uh, Jesse Bates has gone to the Falcons on a four-year, $64 million deal. Yep, he got tagged last year and then sat out the tag and then eventually played and gets handsomely paid for it. Um, be interesting to see the structure of this one, really. He ends up, I think this is either the fourth or the sixth highest paid safety, apparently, um, per average yearly value. This is the contract I thought he would get last year, perhaps not from the Bengals because they saw what's coming down the pipe with Burrow and Chase, etc. But glad he got paid somewhere. Again, when I alluded earlier to the Falcons' back end being probably really good, this was a large part of it. Um, they <laughs> they could be good next year, but it kind of all falls on the offense and who's going to be playing quarterback. Sure. Tom, do you want to take us through the next two signings as well? I can do. Is that only because you don't know who they are? Yes. Yes. Uh, Alec Anzalone, the linebacker, is back with the Lions for three years, 18.75 mil. Um, Lions just trying to keep a core of a defense that was kind of frisky at times last year together, and they do it. Um, look, off-ball linebacker getting six mil a year. That sounds about right. Um, Obo Okoronkwo goes to the Browns. One of the better guys on the edge market. Comes over from the Texans. Three years, 19 mil. Um, goes to the Browns, will fill the Jadavian Clowney-shaped hole when he decided to fucking quit on the team with two weeks left. Next up, 
is Patrick Peterson, a cornerback who was playing for the Vikings for the last two seasons. Previously so about right, spent yeah. several seasons with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, absolute ball hawk, um, you know, cornerback. F- fan favorite. Tom, you must be delighted he is now a Pittsburgh Steeler. <laughs> the Steelers have a habit, and by this I mean it's happened twice, um, of signing cornerbacks uh, to, like, aging cornerbacks after I've badmouthed them for pretty much their entire career. Um, I said Joe Hayden wasn't as good as everyone thought he was for long periods, and then the Steelers signed him, and he was basically league average, and having shat on Patrick Peterson for basically his entire career because he gets burned a lot but makes up for it by making interceptions. Uh, they've gone and signed him. Um, it is what it is, right? I, we've only seen it's a two-year deal. Got no idea of the money on it. I can't imagine it's much. Maybe six to eight million year um he will enter the fucking mix with a keller witherspoon um and others to see who fucking is the cornerback to opposite joey porter jr i guess <laughs> when they draft him at 16 overall or whatever it is there we go has there been any other news tom you'd like us to discuss which has started since the beginning of this podcast um, the Eagles uh, offensive tackle Andre Dillard they expect to sign with the Titans and they're going to try and retool that offensive line no idea of numbers etc but he a big boy and by the looks of things he's going to block for Derek Henry and I assume Ryan Tannehill's still going to be there which is kind of remarkable yeah but um, a disappointment as an Eagle though hasn't he Hopefully uh, I get of, uh... I mean only only because that Eagles offensive line has been so good yeah. Is how I would kind of view it. Like, <laughs> tough to make an impression when the line is made up of pro bowlers and all pros. Um, the next bit of news was why I paused earlier when I said there'd been a bit of QB news on the wire. Um, 49ers have reached an agreement on a one year deal with their new quarterback saviour, Sam Darnold. Column, try to contain your excitement. Well, look, we might have the 2018 third overall pick. And the 2021 third overall pick backing up Mr. Irrelevant of <laughs> uh, Mr. Irrelevant that's going to miss the entire offseason. Yes, uh, and have hopefully a good shoulder. Um, but we can't be certain about that at this point. Yeah, what a story. I, I can't yeah. wait for, I'm going to say July 17th. Um, when the story breaks, Sam Darnold has looked extremely sharp in 49ers camp. And there are some in the building that think he might start week one. Like, I promise you it's coming. <laughs> it's going to be like some dog shit hour at like 3 a.m. Uh, on, on NFL Network. Um, and it's going to be everywhere when we wake up one morning. I, I can see it already. Uh, yeah. Jamal Dean, the cornerback, uh, is re-signing with the Bucks. I think I saw he's getting like a four or five year deal there. Um, it's probably big money, I would assume, one of the top corners on the market. Um, so there is where some of the money that the Bucks are trying to shed is going to go, I assume. Yes, I believe it's a four year, $52 million deal with 26 guaranteed. Um, reasonable, pretty reasonable deal, to be honest, for... Uh... Uh, you know, a, a top quality cornerback like James Dean. Jamal Dean, what do I call him? James Dean. Uh, yeah. No, James Dean has been dead since the 1950s. He is not coming out to play cornerback at this point. Uh, but if he did, he might be better than Jonathan Abram. Yeah. Um, 
The Raiders are expected to sign former Eagles safety Marcus Epps. No information, details, etc. on that one, but that has also just broken. Um, and I think that officially takes us up to everything. I don't Ooh. think there is anything that has broken since um Matt Breeder is that. returning on a one-year deal to the Giants. Wow, <laughs> huge. Um, Andre Dillard, three years, 29 million. Um the former first overall pick with the Titans and so I think with that at just over an hour or probably just under once I cut down the brown salary cap spiel that I made um, unless there's anything you would like to add Colin I'll take us home uh, no take us home Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the And The Kickers Up podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please follow us on Twitter at The Kickers Up. But until next week or later this week, we'll see what happens. It's goodbye from me. Love you.